What's up, dirties? This episode of the Strong Boils Podcast is brought to you by the Anchor app. The Anchor app. Anchor.fm is where you want to go to do a podcast. If you want to do a podcast, you can go to the Anchor app and do a podcast. Download it to your phone or your PC. Super easy creation tools are provided so that you can do a professional sounding podcast with ease. Uh, you can use your phone, you can use your laptop, and Anchor puts all your content that you record, and they um, they just uh, distribute it to all the major um, podcast platforms. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And, and you could uh, make some of that dollars. You could make the money with a a minimal audience listenership. You don't have to have a huge audience in order to make money. You just have to have a giving audience. Okay? So uh, go to anchor.fm, get started today, and uh, do podcast. You do podcast, okay? You do. Also, I have to say, uh, music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast is not copywritten or trademarked by the Sean Boyles Podcast. Aight. Also, uh, dates. Let's do some, uh, let's, let me, I'll let you know where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be. Aight. If you want to come see me perform stuff, either music or comedy, okay? Write these dates down on your little calendar. Uh, what do we got? Uh, this Sunday, uh, August 1st, I will be in Sacramento at the uh, Northern Alliance Music Festival. Uh, it's a hardcore festival, ladies and gentlemen. That's hardcore music. That's spin kicks and fucking fist whirling in the air. Watch your ass because you might get hurt. Hardcore music. Uh, hazards. Band I recently joined is playing at 325 on the CVHC stage. I don't know what CV stands for, but HC usually stands for hardcore. Uh, this is at uh, Den of Sin in Sacramento, 325 start time. I think the show on Sunday starts at 3, and we are the second band. Hardcore shows, 20 minute sets. Up, off, let's go. Not fucking around. Also, I got some comedy dates coming up. Uh, September 7th, I will be in Roner Park. That's the North Bay. I'm coming to the North Bay, motherfuckers. Get ready. I don't get up to the North Bay too often to do comedy. And um, I'm coming. So uh, be ready. This is September 7th at Sally Tomatoes in Roner Park. Also in the North Bay in October, October 8th in Santa Rosa at Three Disciples. You dude, that's me. Gonna be doing some of the comedy stuff, aight? So, uh, that's what we got going on. You can 
99 episodes in, uh, I don't know what, a year and a half, maybe? Uh, shit, creeping up on two years. I think two years will be in September. So, um, how about that? How about that? Uh, what's up, fuckers? How you doing? What's up, fuckers? Uh, I was listening to, uh, <laughs> I was listening to, uh, Tom Segura, uh, uh, the Your Mom's House podcast, and, uh, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P., uh, she's laid up, so Christina P is not on, except for only a little bit. But he was interviewing this comedian, uh, uh, George Perez, and uh, it just, dude, is so fucking so cow, fucking patos locos forever essay. You know, like he's super choloed out, and I just, I, I listened to the podcast. I was listening to him talk for shit half hour, almost an hour. And the first thing I said after I was done listening to that, because I didn't have much contact with humans today, um, but after listening to that podcast, the first thing out of my mouth had a little bit of a little fucking little accent on it. I had a little, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't even remember what I said, but I remember as it came out of my mouth thinking, oh shit, I just said that shit like a cholo. I should stop that. <laughs> Uh, it, it, there seems to be, um, there seems to be two Mexican accents. There is the, um, there is the, uh, what do you want to say? I hate to be stereotypical and I hate to be, um, broad stroked, but there's the, you know, ranchero, landscaper, paisa, Hanging out in front of Home Depot type of Mexican, which is, you know, we're going to put the paint on the wall right here. There's that. And then there's the Chicano, Cholo, Vatos Locos, whatever to see. Hey, man, who the fuck you think you're looking at, Holmes? There's that guy. You know what I mean? There's like, it seems like there's, <laughs> there's the two things. And if you were to do a stereotypical Mexican accent, you would do one of those two. I don't know if there's another one in there that you might do. Um, but I don't think you would do either one of them because you're a woke type person and you dare not make fun of people's accents because we can't do that anymore. How dare I even fandangle and mess around with that? 
I always say I'm half Mexican, but I'm not that half. Anyway, um, what happened? Uh, let's see. Let's recap. How are you doing? Are you getting? Are you okay? Are you are, okay? Oh, well, fine. That's that's all we got. Shut up. I don't. I don't care. I do care. Of course, I care. Um, I got really close to um. Oh, well, shit. Some 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 dire. Uh, the hit again. The hits keep coming. Um. But uh, tragedy uh, diverted. I was going into this week with no jobs until I go out of town to do the job in Anaheim. I think I mentioned it before. I'm painting a guy's house in Anaheim, California. That is not in any sort of driving distance from where I live. Um, <laughs> I got to drive spend a day driving to get to the place and stay down there so i'll be going to southern california from the bay area on sunday the 8th um so the week of the 8th probably no podcast that week um just because i will be in um, southern california i won't have all the all the ding-dangs that I got here to do a podcast. Um, I mean, I could do it old school and just do it on my phone and have no intro music and no um, no fun stuff like this. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> it might be uh, I won't be able to do this <laughs> and talk, talk with, with, with Reaver. Okay. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe I do it. Maybe I... Uh, on location from Southern Cali, just do a bare bones real quick. Uh, who knows? Let's see. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? But um, that won't be next week. That'll be the week after. So uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, but yeah, I was going into this week. I didn't have anything lined up. I had some small stuff I could do. I banged that stuff out Monday and Tuesday, and I didn't have anything for. Uh, um, Actually, I had not, uh What did I do Monday? Oh, Monday I took off. I actually took a day off, uh, but because I didn't have anything to do, uh, again, the jobs that I had booked for the end of this month, they just, you know, people are deciding, hey, well, you know, we're just, we're not ready, or, well, we don't have to get this taken care of as soon as we thought, so uh, we're going to wait. I'm like, well, why are you telling me three days before I'm going to start your job? You know, like it's 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 pretty frustrating. And then, you know, but I had, you know, so that's just it, right? If I don't have jobs, that means I don't have money coming in. So I had money and I was like, well, shit, can I live on this until I leave for fucking Southern California? And then the fucking dude in Southern California starts telling me about how his fucking homeowners association ain't, uh, ain't approving the uh, approving the colors that he wants to do for his house. And he might want to wait. And I'm like, no, we are not waiting. Figure the fucking colors out because I'm coming down. You know, especially being that he's already booked my um, he's already booked my room uh, to stay down there. So uh, get it together, dude. Anyway, uh, what do we got? What do we got? Um, so yeah, just I was um, kind of sweating it. You know, I was like, oh shit, I don't got no uh, no thing. Then I was going through the phone and seeing who you know because. I'll get a voicemail or someone will send me a text and, you know, they want me to look at a job. But, you know, I kind of back burner them because I'm trying to figure out the time when I can go look at. So 
you know, I work for myself. It isn't like I can, you know, I have to take time away from a job that I'm on to go look at another job, you know. Or, you know, fortunately right now with, you know, the summer and as, as late it is, as it's staying light, I could, you know, I can dip out of a job, you know, at, you know, five, six o'clock and still get to another job and look at stuff during the day, you know, with, with daylight still because I got daylight until eight o'clock or whatever the fuck. So um, there is, you know, right now I'm able to do it. Otherwise, I, you know, sometimes I got to dip out of a job, you know, at three to go look at something because well, well we have somewhere to be at five thirty. So can you come before five thirty? Um, and that happens often. So you know, I got to take time off of one job to go look at more jobs so I can keep the jobs coming. So I was going through the stuff and there's a job that was kind of like an hour's out, you know, an hour's drive away, and I was like, you know what? I'll have them send me pictures. I'll give them a price through over the pictures and just hope that I'm not walking into a shit storm. Um, and they were game to start right away. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. So uh, we are solid until I leave for Anaheim. Woo. Uh, but I need a day. I need one day to um, I need a day to go take um, take the truck in uh, or take the van in to get um um, get some service, just, uh, just a tune up, maybe, maybe a little tune up, um, you know, just to make sure that I'm not going to be stranded going to Anaheim and back, you know, so that's it. That's what we're doing. So, uh, hold on a second. All right. Sorry about that. I had to. I had to stop the recording because I heard a bump in the night. I heard something bang against the bang against the uh, workshop where I come out to do the podcast. There was a some sort of there was a noise, a bump in the night. They're gonna get me. But um, now that I think about it, I think it was just the uh, the door to the workshop. I have it cracked open, and I think it it. Uh, sort of closed itself it scared me anyway um uh so yeah um sorry about that there was a little break little break in the action uh so um uh, anyway i am uh i got work so if, if you're worried about me having work don't worry because i got work um what do we do this week um so I had some comedy shows this week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, last night. I'm recording this on Thursday as usual. Um, anything happened over the weekend? No, I just worked through the weekend. Took Monday off. Um, did some. I did look at one job on Monday for later on in the end of August, so... Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, uh, shout out to, man, this show is so fucking cool. Shout out to Ruben Escobedo and Brian Moore for their Pick Your Poison show at, uh, a Cladestine, uh, brewing in San Jose. Um, I think this might be the third different location they've done, um, 
uh, of this show, but just a um, just a fun, fun show. Probably the funnest show in uh, in the Bay Area as far as trying to do comedy and doing something that's a little bit different uh, with comedy. I think I talked about it last week, but um, it's called Pick Your Poison. So you have they they book uh, five or six comics on a show. There, however many comics there are, that's how many envelopes there are. You pick an envelope, and in each envelope is um, six what they call prompts. So it'll just be a little saying or a little phrase or maybe just a, a, a couple of words, and you have to riff on the on what they gave you. And you and however you need to riff on it, you could literally riff on what's there and try to make something funny out of what they said, or you could. Uh, they were telling me about some uh, some guys that would um, take the prompt and actually try to use that as their punchline, and they would actually they would read it, but they wouldn't show the crowd, and then they would come up with a thing, and then bow, show that, show the show the the, the paper with the printed thing on it and that would be the punchline so uh which that takes some fucking smarty pantsness that uh i am nowhere near being able to do i am better at looking at the prompt and just shitting on it completely for its ridiculousness <laughs> uh just coming you know coming up with, with scenarios what kind of person would think of that you know and or um and what i did what, what which i thought was Sort of smart on my part, be it even though what I said was, you know, sort of. Uh, I try to give myself a disclaimer, and right out of the gate, I was like, "Hey, um, I'm not smart. I'm not, I'm not too bright. So some of these things, I might not even know what they are, because I are stupid in the face and brain area. So, um, and sure enough, there was one of the things that said it's uh, one of the prompts was essential oils versus essential workers. And I had to ask somebody in the crowd. Uh, this was the last prompt that I had, and so uh, they had already sort of give you know, let me know that I was near the end of my time because they give you seven minutes to do the six prompts, um, and you can do all six or you can go hard on one or two or whatever you want to do. You, you kind of it's up to you, you know. I think you get more points if you get through all six of them, you know. Uh, and then, again, everybody has a different way to do it. Sometimes a prompt will will spark an idea to do a bit, you know, and 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 like you kind of want that, you know what I mean? So you can throw a bit in there, and then you know. But uh, I saw some of these folks just literally just go into material, um, and the guy that won, sort of, he kind of did that as well. He won for the. I did not win, because um, it is a competition. They do a season. So they do uh, they do five shows, and then the sixth show they do a winner of each night plus the champion from last season. And last season's champion is fucking Mean Dave, so he will be on the uh, the champion round of season six, be it that he is the winner of season five. Anyway. Really cool show. I, I got to give these guys props. It's like I said, it's one of the funnest shows to do as far as doing something a little bit different. And then after the, the prompt section of the thing, then everybody gets to do a, like a, a, an actual set of, you know, seven minutes each and you get to do your material. So uh, 
So some of those folks did some material and then had to do even more material after. So, which is, I guess, fine. But, you know, stick to the uh, the improv nature. I, guess, I don't know. I guess it's up to you how you want to do it. You know what I mean? If you want to use the prompts to try to trigger your mind to do your own bits, try to weave it into a thing so you have your bits. But, um, you know, like one of mine was... Um, I can only remember the two. I remember the last one, the essential oils versus essential workers. Like I said, it was the very last thing that I did. And I asked somebody, you know, well, I don't even know what an essential oil is. Can you tell me what, you know, this lady, it's some some woman in the back started going. And I said, you know what, you know, she started going on. I'm like, can you, you know, what is it? And she started explaining and what she was talking about. It sounded so granola and, um, I mean, not even granola, just like, I don't know, metrosexual or something or just super yoga'd out. And I just said, oh, that shit sounds gay. And I, I walked off the stage, you know, my name's Sean Boyle, you know, so not the most woke thing to say. And, you know, but like the way she was explaining, I was like, oh, that's some gay shit. And I just, you know, my name's Sean Boyle's about, you know, you want to say something you know, to fuck everybody up. And that's, maybe that's why I didn't win, because I was a fucking dickhead. But <laughs> one of the other ones, though, was uh, um, uh, the Kurt Cobain diet. And I said, what, the Kurt Cobain diet? I go, what is it, fucking heroin and buckshot? I mean, come on, what is what does that mean, you know? And everyone was like, whoa! I'm like, what do you mean? We all know what happened, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying anything that nobody knows. You know what I mean? And I said, I should be offended being the one of the few Gen Xers on this show. But, um, I mean, I don't I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. Fuck them, you know? <laughs> Fucking awful. Just awful. Anyway, props to those guys. Uh, and then, uh, so that was Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night I had a show at Ludwig's in San Jose. Uh, the show I co-produced with Teddy Hull. And that went uh, pre- uh, pretty good. It wasn't wasn't amazing, but it uh, went pretty good. Uh, both me and Teddy's. So I host it, and then my so my opening set was eh, and then Teddy did a set in the middle, and his set was sort of eh, um, and then everyone else had uh, decent to uh, great sets. So um, uh, Alex Woody, Pat Griffith. And uh, Pat Griffin and um, and uh, Terry Dorsey. So uh, good times had at uh, the old Ludwig's, uh, and it was a little confusing because if you looked up Ludwig's on the uh, you know you you look it up on your phone and it said closed, they were supposed to be actually closed for the night, but uh, the kitchen was actually closed. They were serving drinks, and then they had some sort of little catering scenario out there. Uh, um, you know. <laughs> I didn't try the. It was it was a Mexican food. Uh, I looked at the menu and the prices, and they were fucking ridiculous. Definitely um, uh, boosted prices for the potentially um, well endowed in the pocketbook of the patrons uh, patrons of, of of Silicon Valley. I guess you could say. Um, you know, just thirteen dollars for three tacos on a, you know, like no, nah, fuck you, fuck you, 
Dollar fifty tacos. Two dollar tacos at the most. The fuck you doing? And then I was looking at the ingredients and they were all fucking, you know, again, fucking yogurt out, fucking some Chipotle bullshit ingredients. Um what I I I I thought I saw the word lupia, um, which is Filipino, which I have nothing against. However, if you're doing a lumpia fucking taco, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't I don't know if that's what it was, but I saw definitely saw the word lumpia on this menu. Um I don't whatever. I mean, but yeah, like the, the prices were prices were a little fucking hot. Little hot in the prices. Calm down. You don't need to uh you don't need to fucking gouge the shit out of everybody just cuz you think you're in a in a ritzy area. So, uh, uh, all right. Um, what else we got? Uh, we got, so we got the recap. Oh, shout out to, uh, this happened today. Shout out to, uh, Las Casulas. Uh, how do you, how do we pronounce this? Casulas, 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 Las, Las, Las Casulas. Casuales. I guess it would be casuals is what it would be in, in, in the English. But um, anyway. <laughs> Fucking. I, just, I, I said earlier I was stupid, right? Um, casu, casuales. Casuales. That's what it is, right? Casuales. Las Casuales in Manteca. Mexican eatery in Manteca um, where I had lunch this afternoon a uh, really good uh burrito mojalo um with pollo asado but um terrible terrible service uh just took a long time to um long time to sit me down with a me- so I, I sat to, so they have a bar and then they got a dining area uh i went into the bar and just walked up to the bar and sat down um of course, you walk up to a bar. The first thing they're going to ask you is if you want something to drink. And um, I guess, obviously, I, I wasn't going to sit there and fucking drink my sorrows away because I asked for an iced tea. And uh, it took a while to get my iced tea. But when she came with the iced tea, she finally came with the chips and salsa and a menu. Uh, and then took a good long while to come back around to me to uh, take my order for my lunch. And then took a good long while to get my lunch to me. Um, went through the chips and salsa sort of quickly because I'm a fucking pig. And um, sat there chipless and salsa-less for a good, I don't know, good 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Um, And then that didn't get filled until my uh, my food came. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like uh, it was a, a long. And then again, long to take my um, uh, to bring the check or ask me if I wanted a box because I ate about two thirds of this very 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 tasty very tasty. Uh, just actually, the chicken itself, the pollo asado, was 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 very nice marinade and uh, and grilled nice. So. Uh, but uh, just uh, yeah, not the best service, and because of that lag in service, 
I find uh, I finally found myself watching because they had about three. Just where I was at at the bar, I could see three different television screens, and they were all showing different sports of the Olympics. So I have went a um, well, I went the a week and a half <laughs> without seeing a stitch. A second or any sort of replay or or highlight reel of any Olympic sports. I haven't watched any of it. Um, but sitting and having lunch, I was finally uh, watching some of these Olympics, and um, they had on one television they had uh, they had some judo and they had some boxing. So they had fighting shit going on one. The one screen that was in front of me was uh, uh, rug, rug, rugby and 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 women's women's rugby and women's volleyball, and then on another screen, golf. So I didn't watch that one screen with golf because fuck golf. I, and then I was watching the the women's rugby, and I realized I don't know shit about rugby. I have no idea. What constitutes what in rugby? I saw play being stopped for a foul or whatever. I saw a weird sort of huddle thing where someone shoots the ball into the huddle and then the ball comes out and somebody else grabs it and tries to run with it. And um, and then I saw running into what looked like an end zone and... Some people would walk into the end zone and just put the ball down immediately, and others would run through the end zone and run across it and then dive on their stomachs. I don't know what the difference is with the just touching it and getting getting done and the diving of the, on the stomach with nobody around to stop you from diving. It was like a, a like a I remember when I was a kid, I remember. <laughs> I remember I I played one year of Pee Wee baseball, and I think I only played the Pee Wee baseball because my father was the manager of the team. And I don't know what made him think this was a good idea because he quickly realized that all his summer weekends were gobbled up with us playing t-ball, and he couldn't go fishing. And he said, fuck that. We're not doing this next year. He's all, do you want to play next year? I'm like, I didn't want to play this year. (laughs) Like, I I could give a shit. You know what I mean? Um so uh, the Hill and Valley Club was without a uh, a manager for the for the for the next season because my father just did it one year and um, I didn't even play a position. I was they put me out and fucking literally put me out in left field and I swear to you that they left me out there for like two innings. Like didn't even bring me in and just let me because I, I at one time I sat down. I re- I remember specifically sitting down out in the field and picking shit out of the grass and uh, my father yelling at me stand up what the hell's the matter with you get out so i think they left me out there but uh that's all right that's okay um so yeah i just you know where was i going by mentioning rugby didn't know the sport oh oh yes so i remember one time i made a hit and and I ran, and I I actually I did hit a 
like what they call an in the park home run. Like they kept telling me to run and like I hit it and I was able to run around. And when I got to home plate, I like I slid into home plate. I just I for no reason. They weren't trying to I wasn't sliding to get to the base before they got me and trying to get there quickly to get my foot out there before the catcher caught that ball coming in from out the outfield and, and, and do, you know, and trying to get me out. It wasn't like they were throwing the ball home to get me out because we're fucking six years old or wherever the hell we are. You know what I mean? Literally first and second graders running around, you know, hitting shit back then first to second graders were playing T-ball. Now it seems like, like pre K kids are playing t-ball you know it's like like the the ages have gotten younger to play t-ball but anyway i remember sliding into home plate for no fucking reason at all because i just was watching baseball and i seen guys slide into home plate and i thought that's what you needed to do if you got around you needed to slide into home plate and uh i did nothing but mess up my um my jeans. I remember we, that's how shitty our fucking team was. We barely, we had little t-shirts that had iron-on patches of, it said Hill and Valley Club. They weren't even printed. I think there were some iron-on bullshits. And, um, and we wore our fucking jeans. A couple of kids' parents bought them some sort of fancy fucking baseball pants or whatever the shit, you know. And we made fun of those kids. Oh, look at you. What are you fucking, you know. Fucking who was a hot shit baseball player in the fucking late seventies, early eighties. Um fucking um who was a I don't dude, that's I'm just, what the <laughs> I can't even come up with anyone. <laughs> I fucking don't know shit. Oh, I don't remember. Um was Daryl Strawberry back in those days or Dwight Gooden or one of those guys? Is that early 80s, late 70s, early 80s? Um, oh, Reggie Jackson. It was Reggie Jackson. Was Ricky Henderson back then too for the A's? I don't fucking remember. Raleigh Fingers. Was it Raleigh Fingers back then? Or am I going back too far? Rolling. Uh, 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 what was fucking... Ryan, Nolan Ryan. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyway, point being, these rugby bitches are running into the end zone and they're sliding on their fucking tits. And it, as I don't know what that is and I don't know why they do that. So and then I didn't understand once they did the thing and they stood right in front of that goalpost with no nobody there blocking them and they just kick it into the fucking into the goalpost. They just kick it into the in you know just. Boom. Kick it in between the uprights. And so I don't, again, I have no idea how the fuck rugby works. No clue. No clue. Uh, and then, then they had uh, women's volleyball on after that. And I don't even know who. And, you know, the thing that was tripped me out with the rugby was it was England uh, versus New Zealand. And it went, for some reason, when I think rugby, I think Australia and New Zealand. And I think New Zealand more than anything as kicking the world's ass when it comes to rugby because of the Maoris. And they do that fucking, that shouting and those those foot stomp fucking war dances that they do to scare the shit out of fucking white people. And, um, so, and there were some fucking, definitely some Maori looking 
New Zealand chicks on this thing. And then they had the women's vo- uh, volleyball. It was China versus um, the Russian Olympic Committee. I kept seeing ROC, um, the boxing that was on the uh, one of the other channels. It was ROC versus USA. And I was like, who the fuck is ROC? Is that Republic of Czech? It couldn't have been Republic of China because these were white people. And I had to look it up. And so apparently this is... Uh, the uh, and the only reason why I, I I sort of knew um, that this was going on. Well, I knew, I had to look at it and I just saw that it was you know, uh, what was it? Uh, a, a Russian Olympic Committee is what the Russian they're, they're playing under because apparently, and I didn't know this until I heard Bill Burr's podcast earlier today. He was going, why are the fucking Russians in there? I thought they were banned from fucking the Olympics for for doping, blah, blah, blah. And he starts looking it up on his podcast, and I learned from Bill Burr that, um, yes, the Russians are sort of banned for because of doping things, but for some reason, the um, a lot of their athletes had tested positive. So those ones that tested positive were able to compete in the Olympics if they were not comp- competing, um, they can represent Ru- Russia, but they can't be in the Olympics as uh, underneath the Russian flag for some shit reason. So there's a weird Olympic flag that they've given them, and they're Russians, but for the Olympics, not part of Russia, separating themselves from the dopers, I guess. And... As terrible as I just explained it, and it way worse of an explanation compared to Bill Burr's explanation. So he had a shitty explanation in his little twist of mind, and I fucked it off even more, just to give you some perspective. Ah, another sip off of my iced tea. Um, so yeah, just uh, uh, I don't know anything about rugby. I don't understand it, and. Um, and then, and then I uh, there was uh, uh, Japan versus Korea in uh, for whatever reason I thought was jujitsu because they got on the ground and were kind of wrestling around on the ground and they were wearing geese. Uh But apparently, as I told my wife what I saw, she said, "No, stupid, that's judo." Um, but I didn't see like the only thing I know about judo is like the toss, like the judo toss, like that hip toss, right? Like, and. So, but apparently, I don't think there's any jujitsu in uh, in the Olympics. There is judo, however, and judo is a Japanese fighting style. So does and then so they're in Japan, and there's a Japanese fighting style that's in the Olympics at the at the Tokyo Olympics. And you would think that place would just be going ape shit for the judo. And I think I think the Japanese guy won. It was like fucking going on for days. As I was waiting to fucking get my bill, I'm watching this fight, and you know, super frustrating between the two guys. And they were heavyweights too. These were big boys going at it. And I think finally Japan won um, against South Korea. So that's what you want, right? You want. And, and I don't know, like, if that was a gold medal round or what the. Fu- I just I, I finally got my bill fucking signed the shit and got the fuck out of there because it was getting hot out there jack oh shit i'm gonna be out there um i'm gonna be out there in the fucking heat i'm not looking forward to that at all it was 102 out there today and it's gonna be um 98 tomorrow and um 
near 100 for the like the next week. That's the whole time I'm going to be out there. Anyway, let's move on. Fuck sports. Forks, sports are stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm laughing because, like, I'm the, and I've said it before on the podcast, I'm the last, I'm the wrong and last guy that should be talking about sports. Uh, hopefully Dave Garcia hits me up and tells me how stupid I am for even trying to talk about sports, especially in the Olympics. Um, actually, let's talk about one more thing in the Olympics. Let's not get off of the Olympics. Let's talk about this, uh, uh, the gymnast that quit. Um, I, um, and uh, excuse me, because I, I can't remember her name. I've seen it in print a thousand times. And uh, she was like slotted to just whip everybody's ass, right? She's like the, the number one ranked uh, gymnast and she was, you know, going to just fucking rule the fucking roost. And then she decided to bow out, um, citing um, just not being up for it. Uh, I don't know if it was it. I don't I don't know if they said it was an injury or not. And but uh, just she just felt like she wasn't going to be able to do it. So she did, wasn't in the right frame of mind to do it. And instead of pushing and. um what happened with, well, remember some years ago, Carrie Strug uh, with a broken fucking leg and uh, doing the pummel horse and flipping and twisting and landing on one foot and just kicking everybody's ass. And I was like, God damn America, you know, and it was like a big thing. But, you know, we look back on that and we're like, man, this poor girl, you know, these are teenage girls that are doing this shit. Right. You know, although uh, number one chick uh, is. um I think she's like 24, but still, these are young people, you know, and um, and that's, you know, the pressure that they're under from these fucking grown adults that are pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, there's some there's some shenanigans, right? There's some fucking fuckery. Uh, so I'm um, I'm really torn at the idea of um, this is what you work for and this is what you've you know, you're representing your country and, you know, I'm so I'm torn between the whole fucking go for it and do it, um, persevere, you know, push through all the uh, quote unquote hurdles because <laughs> it's the Olympics and there's there, 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 there's hurdles. Um, you, <laughs> you push through all that adversity and you fucking do it right. Uh, but then again, you know, I'm sort of you, you tip the hat at the idea of like, hey, you know. Uh, like uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, the 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 tennis chick, right? From um, well, she's I think. Well, as a professional tennis player, she represents herself, but she's actually from Japan, uh, although she's half black, half Japanese. Uh, what's her name? Noah Noemi Osaka. Um, she you know was doing some big shit tournament wise and said, yeah, you know what, my fucking, I'm not doing this right now. I'm gonna take a back seat because. My mentals ain't right. And everyone was like, oh, you know, let's let's uh, you know, let's let's bow down for the idea of taking time out for mental health. And, and yes, all that shit's important. But at the same time, I just feel like if you're at that top of your game and you are one of the best in the world, like. Maybe it's like you've already achieved it. Nah, you know what? Let's 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 let some other people get in there. Or is it just, you know, or, or you know you don't got it anymore, so you want to step down. And I don't know, man. I just, I, 
you should take care of yourself, but at the same time, you should see how that might affect. How oh, I guess it doesn't does it matter that it affects other people? I don't know. Like I really, I've been really going back and forth in my mind about this. I, I you know, I see both sides. I see the uh, you're representing America, and this is what we're about, and we push through. Uh, and then I see the hey, you know, it's important to not let people bully you into doing the thing that they think you should be doing. Um, so I just I don't know. Part of me go looks at well, what is what kind of message does that send? Does it send a message like if it gets hard, don't fucking don't push through? You know, if it's get if it gets a little, you know, well, I'm not gonna do good today, so I'm not gonna do it. You know, like I'm going to sit out because I just don't feel like it. You know, that's acceptable. Um, you know, if I if I work for somebody and I call in, I'm like, hey, you know, what? I just don't feel like coming in today. Yeah, how's that going to fucking work out for you? Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I'm just not really feeling up to it today. I don't think I will do a good job if I came in today. So I'm going to stay home. Well, you can fucking stay home permanently, Jack, because you're fired. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I, like I said, I'm really on the fence about, you know, and I've seen all these people, you know, especially on the social media, right? Everyone, you know, yes, girl, yes. And um, and then there's people, you know, saying, I don't know, man, you should push through. And then there's people like, you know, you're a man. You shouldn't be saying anything about what a young woman does. And it's turning into a man versus woman thing. And it has, which if somebody's clapping back at the idea of her not doing the thing, I don't think it has anything to do with her being a her. If they're saying, hey, you know, you should persevere and you should go through it. Now you shouldn't say anything about what a woman does. I'm just talking about an athlete. I'm not talking about a woman or not. You know what I mean? You know? And then again, and this just actually popped in my mind right now. Would we be praising the athlete that decides to bow out because the mentals aren't right if it was a man? If LeBron James came in and was just like, hey, you know, I didn't feel like it tonight. I'm just going to, I'm going to sit the bench. I mean, he'll get the fucking book thrown at him. He'll be the biggest shit heel that ever was if 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 somebody did some shit like that. Somebody at the at the top of their game was like, yeah, you know what, I you know, I'm just not, you know. I don't know, man. I just I think there's gonna be a double standard big time on this shit, you know. Some dude's like, yeah, dude, I ain't feeling it, uh, you know. But that's. That's where all that man up kind of shit comes from, right? You know, so I don't know. We'll see how this shit plays out. But we got two examples of of some females, um, you know, not feeling like um, they should be doing the thing, and they bow out, and they've been getting praised. And and I'm again, I'm on the fence. Part of me is like, yeah, you know what? If you ain't up for it, don't. You shouldn't be killing yourself to do these things, and it shouldn't be so stressful, you know. But but then again, what has, you know, what good has come out of shit being easy? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about this. Um, I, I see this often. 
And I always wonder, like, what the, like, what kind of person is this? The person that says, hey, if anybody's getting rid of a blank, let me know. So oftentimes people get rid of stuff, right? You got, you got stuff that's laying around the house. You don't use it anymore. You might, you might want to let it go. But oftentimes the people that are asking if anybody's getting rid of blank, blank is usually a pretty hot ticket item that maybe somebody's not really wanting to get rid of. I saw this today. If anybody's getting rid of an electric drum set, let me know. A decent electric drum set goes for two grand. A decent one. You know, one that you can sort of get away with playing. Maybe the pat maybe it's hard hard rubber pads. A decent one. A really nice one, five grand. Easy. Uh, I don't know anybody that's just going to be getting rid of one of those. At least not in the circles I run in. I don't think anybody is just getting rid of an electric drum kit. Is anybody getting rid of a, a Mercedes Benz? Preferably a, a, a 20, nothing, nothing earlier than 2012. You know, like, you know, <laughs> anybody getting rid of a, getting rid of a house? Preferably two story with a pool. Let me know. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> you fucking, how about work for some shit? Why don't you fucking get a savings account and put some shit together, and you can get one of your own and you can buy it instead of waiting for somebody to throw one out. You know, it's just fucking bananas, dude. Anybody getting rid of a Tesla? I'd kind of like one. If anyone's willing to part with theirs, it's just stupid. Anybody got a kidney they're getting rid of? Oh, people are fucking retarded. You know what else other people are doing that I've noticed? Is it me? Or are people's patience just worn the fuck out? Uh, I don't know what it, I don't know if my reaction time is getting slow. But just at a light, the amount of times that I'm not even distracted by the phone or something else. I'm looking at the light and the light has changed and I go and move my foot off of the brake to go onto the accelerator. And within that time, somebody has already honked for me to go. So light turned green, foot off the pedal, honk. That's what? Maybe a second, second and a half? It's been happening a lot more people honking. Uh, like it turns green. Like, relax. I haven't even gotten my foot off the brake yet. You know what I mean? And I would, I mean, don't have a clutch. And have to have that little lag time of fucking with a clutch and, and needing a couple extra nanoseconds to pull off of the fucking. It's just. Uh. <laughs> and I don't I think I mentioned this before. I feel like I'm driving hella slower now. 
I mean, I'm clipping it along 75 miles an hour on a freeway where the speed limit's only 65. I'm doing maybe 75, maybe even 80. And fools are flying past me. Just... Like, I have to do... Like, I feel like I'm in everybody's way and I end up over in the second lane or even the slow lane. While people are whizzing by, I'm doing 75 miles an hour in the slow lane and everybody else is just fucking mocking. Like, slow the fuck. The best, the best thing, the thing that I find hilarious is the in-town guy that's in a hurry that gets mad at me that I'm doing the speed limit in town and whips around me and I catch up to him at the next light. Light turns green. He fucking guzzles it down and just goes, throws the hammer down and just jumps off of the line like he's doing, like he's a fucking dragster. And then I catch up to him at the light. You know, for three, four blocks worth of lights, and I've caught up to him every time at the light. And then he picks the wrong lane and gets stuck behind somebody that's even slower. And then I just nonchalantly pass the guy. Like, you know, like, why? just why is everybody in such a fucking hurry? Leave earlier. I'm the fuck. I'm on some old man shit today, aren't I? Jesus Christ. Um. All right, let's do this. That's right, dirties. Um, every week, your boy here, a lifelong metalhead, reacts to a tart chopping. T- tar- I said it again, tart chopping, chart topping song. Um, which again, this week, every every song in the top twenty, I fucking reacted to. Like, I might have to just take time off of this fucking feature to, uh, <laughs> to do so I can, so, so, so some more songs can get, you know, get through that we haven't, but I just started scrolling. I scrolled, I think this is the number, I don't know, it's in the fucking high 90s of the Hot 100. This is a song called, um, Transparental or Transparental, Transparental, I don't know. This is uh, it caught my attention because this is uh, this is Willow Smith, um, a youngling from Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, um, and uh, featuring Travis Barker. So uh, we got Travis Barker doing drum stuff, who, in my opinion, is such an overrated drummer. It's really, really overrated. Um, He's he's a decent drummer. He's not a great, amazing drummer. He's decent. He's he's decent. And uh, in my opinion, what the fuck do I know? And um, and then Willow, I have no idea what kind of music Willow's doing. So um, Willow, um, let's check it out. There's a song called uh, "Transparental" by Willow. Oh my god. Did you hear that? A big in and that's too 
that again. Are you fucking kidding me? A big enthusiastic one, two, three, four, and then scooty dooty doo doo. Could you come in, come in any softer? Oh my god. Does Willow play an instrument? There's a picture of a Willow with a giant guitar. Even know if Willow is a is Willow male or female. What? So I, that was an unnecessary swear right there, right? The sixteenth notes on the hi hat are unnecessary, Travis. Cut it out. appreciate it when a song has some aggressive drums. Uh, oftentimes, some aggressive drums could sort of give a song um, a little bit more of a bite that it might not have if the drums were, say, programmed. Or, you know, so having a live drummer do drum tracks, you're going to hear some stuff that you wouldn't hear a programmer do. And live drums could give songs some energy that um, that might not be there, you know, with with the programming. In this case, you have some very aggressive drumming without any sort of musicality that is matching that is that aggressiveness. And um, from the count off from Young Willow in her 
her or him. I again, I don't know is Willow man's or woman's. Um, the one, two, three, four. Sh- that should have been fucking. If you one, two, three, four like that in a song, the door should get kicked the fuck in. Don't fucking half-ass his teams. Some fucking basic-ass chord progression bullshit. <sighs> Transparent soul. I don't know why I was saying transparental because like on the on the iPad the way it was written I could only see the transparent and I knew there was another thing and it ended in L. Anyway, I do like that it's the way it's spelled there's a space in between every letter so it's stretched out. Um and you know the featuring Travis Barker is only on there to fucking sell some records. Uh yeah, shit was whack. Uh <laughs> I guess I would be a um, a terrible musician if I didn't at least acknowledge the passing of some uh, heavy hitters this week. Uh, the passing of uh, Joey Jordison, former drummer for Slipknot, founding member of Slipknot, um, and uh, and uh, Dusty Hill, founding member and bass player for ZZ Top. Um, I know a lot of people were upset, uh, my wife included, uh, with uh, Joey Jordison. Uh, she's actually a big Slipknot fan, and she uh, was like, "Oh, I'm so sad." And uh, and it, you know, when you're when when people you admire and respect pass away, it's uh, it can be very sad. And uh, uh, I apparently, dude had um, had MS, multiple sclerosis. Um, and uh, I guess not not a lot of people knew that, and he kind of kept that shit under wraps. Uh, but shit to pass away in your sleep, forty six. That's fucking crazy, man. That's a year younger than me, and I'm fucking overweight and unhealthy. Um, so uh, my condolences there. Um, and I hate. To, I mean, I shouldn't even say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I'm a fucking prick. Uh. Definitely not a um, not a huge Slipknot fan myself. Um, in fact, not a fan at all. I didn't really like the band. I will say, nine guys in masks and jumpsuits jumping around on a stage—very impressive. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great show, no matter what. Uh, nine guys going off hard with heavy music. Um, uh, just I wasn't a fan of the band. Uh, wasn't really a fan of his drumming either. Again, a uh, a better I'd probably say a better drummer than fucking Tra- Travis Parker. That's for sure. Uh, but I never liked the sound of his drums. Again, I don't need to shit on the guy after he's passed away. But you know, if you would have asked me when he was alive, I would have said the same thing. You know what I mean? I'm you know, uh, uh, um, a pretty good drummer, but just I never was impressed with the sound of his drums. His drums never sounded good to me. They always sounded sort of like choked, like his toms were pitched too high for their sizes, or um, his kick drums always sounded weird to me. His snare drums always sounded very strange to me. Um, although I have heard his signature drum that is for sale um, tuned to be very fucking badass sounding it's actually a really good snare drum to own uh but the way he pitched it and tuned it always sounded goofy to me 
um, especially from the live stuff that I've heard. Anyway, like again, again, I don't mean to shit on anybody after they've passed, but and then Dusty Hill. I mean, come on. I mean, are you kidding me? That's a fucking icon, icon of a band in ZZ Top, and uh, and apparently they had done uh, one or two shows without him. Uh, super recently, like within the last week or two, and then he um, was having some issues with a hip, and I don't know if uh, they haven't really said whether he had hip surgery or was recovering from the surgery or what, but he passed away in his sleep as well at seventy-two. So, uh, uh, and you know, the top, I there's a quite a few songs of the top. I'm not a huge ZZ Top fan, um, but um, I do like a good number of their tunes. Um, just some shit kicking blues based rock and roll. You can't fucking go wrong with that, you know? Uh, so, um, rest in peace, sir. Dusty Hill. Um, I, I would hope that, um, I know cats got to work, but do you go? I mean, the, what was it? Billy Gibbons, uh, guitar player, singer for ZZ Top. His uh, his guitar tech apparently filled in for one or two shows as Dusty had to get rushed home to uh, take care of his hip. Do they go on with um, with another bass player? I don't know, man. I just you know if um. And this was mentioned uh, on a, you know, and, and it was something that I knew, but it was, I, I hate to repeat something that I heard on somebody else's podcast, but um, I would have said it even if I didn't hear it. This is one of the few bands that had its, you know, original members from the jump. You know, we're talking about a band that started in the late 60s, and um, they've had a, their, that same lineup this whole time. And uh, this late in the game, do you go on? Without one of your guys, you know, I say nay. Um, like I was a little upset that Slayer went on after Jeff Hanneman died because I felt that he was so important to what Slayer was, and um, all your favorite Slayer songs were written by Jeff Hanneman. Why would you go on without the guy that has written your fucking best songs? You know. Anyway, and Dusty Hill, uh, Dusty Hill would sing. Um, a good chunk of the songs. See, uh, Billy Gibbons sang most of the songs, but some of the songs were were Dusty singing. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but I hope they honor him by um, bowing out gracefully. That would be what I would like to see. But who the fuck am I? I'm nobody. Literally nobody. Ten of you listen to this fucking podcast, so... I ain't shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I ain't shit. I don't know shit. Um, and, you know, maybe I don't want to be shit. I want to. I don't know. Um, one more thing. Um, I was on the social medias and I saw a clip of a recent performance by the Metallica. And uh, I was thinking, so Hetfield was up there, singer, guitar player, James Hetfield. And he had one of his guitars, and uh, I know he's got all these like newfangled um, guitars that are made in the shape of the Gibson Explorer. Okay, uh, when when they came out 
the first time I see a picture of Metallica of from a you know a live performance, you know, snapshots or you know concert footage or whatever, um, he had that white Gibson Explorer, and it was a signature. You know, like early on he had a, a flying V, but then you know shortly after that he was using this white Gibson Explorer, and that was like a signature. You know, like there's certain guitar players. They have their guitar, and that's their signature guitar. Not as in a signature guitar, as in a guitar company starts making a signature model for the artist, which he has now. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's certain guitar- guitarists, like you recognize them by the guitar as much as you recognize them by their style and their face or their hair or whatever, you know. Case in point, um, uh, Angus, Angus Young. You think of Angus Young, you think uh, uh, the, 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 the SG, the Gibson SG, the uh, maroon, dark maroon sort of colored SG or a black SG. But you think of that, the Gibson SG when you think of Angus. You think of the, um, the gold top sort of sunbursty uh, Les Paul uh, that Slash would play. Right, even though what he used on the first record was some Les Paul copy that was super cheap that he had, which was his first guitar, or whatever, blah 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 blah, uh, you know. But that guitar that Slash plays, you re- you know, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, a fucking blue uh, uh, Fender bass, you know. I think he plays uh, uh, P basses or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like there's certain guitars that you associate. You know, Cliff Burton, the fucking Rickenbacker bass. You know what I mean? From back in the day that he used. You know, like there's certain guitars that are just signature guitars with the artist. And what I was thinking about was as time goes on and the artist has become known for having this certain type of guitar, does that artist tire of the expectation of people that he used that guitar or, you know, that they use that guitar? You know what I mean? Like, you know, Hetfield now has all these Gibson Explorer shaped guitars that are not Gibson Explorers. I think he was using ESP for a fucking minute or for a while, maybe even still does. But are you know, like, like he likes that shape so much, he has these companies make him his own guitars in that shape. We're so accustomed to him having that shape, but does he tire with the shape? You know what I mean? Um, or they just really love the shape and they want to stick with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, does Angus tire using those SGs? Does he want to use something else once in a while? You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I, I, I just find, I find it interesting that um, these artists maybe, that maybe, do, maybe they get stuck into using. You know, and I know they sign these contracts that they're going to use these guitars because it, it ends up being uh, a, a promotional tour or, or, or t- promotional tool. Uh, that the artist used these guitars because then it influences uh, the retailer to buy. I want to buy an Explorer because that's what James Hetfield used. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. I don't know. I, you know, maybe if I get to talk to a big name artiste, I could ask him a question like that. What do you think? There it is. Um, let's get the fuck out of here son um earworm of the week this week is um 
Let's see what it is. I already forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know how. Like, I think I was. I saw a clip on a social media of um, the guitar player of this band playing. And I was like, man, is he missed? You know what I mean? Um, and for whatever reason, even though it was like. Um, uh, well, it was a later clip. And. Um, well, it was uh, it was it was a Van Halen clip, but the Van Halen clip had uh, had the Sammy Hagar there, so it was a Van Hagar clip. Uh, Eddie was fucking shredding, and Hagar was there fucking wiggling around, and and they were doing a song. But for whatever reason, even though the song that they were playing wasn't this song, seeing that triggered this song into my head. Thus, we got ourselves the earworm of the week of this uh, Van Halen song off of the Balance record, which is the last record they put out um, with Hagar uh, before they sort of disappeared for a little while and didn't come back out. They did two sort of greatest hits type things, and that was a uh, source of contingency, as they say. Am I even saying that right? That was a um, a, a, a battleground di- disposition. Uh, is that right either? Uh uh, it was a uh, um, uh, a horn locking thing between the Sammy Hagar never wanted to put out a best of because he always figured if you're putting out a best of that means you're not confident in the stuff that you're going to put out in the future because everything you put out should be your best. Why you do a best of that means you're over the fucking oh, you're 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 over your prime and uh, this is the stuff that you did. And this is the best that you got. And the new stuff you're going to do isn't good enough. So why put out a best of? Guess what? Hagar, they put out a best of anyway. And um, <laughs> one of the... Uh, so there's a uh, there's a there's two different best ofs. There's a best of both worlds, which is um, uh, kind of uh, aptly titled because you got the best of the Dave songs, David Lee Roth songs and the best of the Sammy Hagar songs. So best of both worlds sort of made sense. There's also a, uh, best of Van Halen volume one. And when they put that out, there was, uh, I think four songs that were brand new that were on these records, two brand new songs by Hagar and two brand new songs by Dave Lee Roth. And the two songs by David Roth, they hadn't worked with Roth in many, many, many years. In fact, after that, I think they still went out on tour one or two more times with Hagar and then um, and then had some lean years where Van Halen wasn't even fucking signed. Warner Brothers had dropped them, and they didn't have a label. And, um, and then they came out with that album in, what was that, 2012? The, the one that they did with Hagar. And then they put out one more live album. Anyway, you don't need to have the fucking discography, fucking history of Van Halen for me to tell you that this song is the earworm of the week. Uh, uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, donate to the podcast through the anchor.fm uh, thing or my jigger, or hit me up at, um, you can PayPal me uh, using my email, Sean underscore Boyles at yahoo.com or you can pay uh use venmo at sean dash boils dash five if you want to donate directly to me or uh donate to the podcast through the uh anchor app 
Thank you for listening to me ramble on and on uh, this week. Earworm of the week. Um, Don't tell me what love can do by the mighty, mighty Van Halen. Be good. Keep it dirty.
Come on! 